Just a quick note, my 300th episode is coming up soon and I would love to answer your questions. So please send me any questions you'd like me to answer to Janice at thecareerintrovert.com. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Welcome to The Travelling Introvert and today I am here with Molly as part of our Career Conversations segment. So hi Molly. Hello, hello. Oh wow, so happy I to love that. I, I love, the, the radio voice came out. Okay, so <laughs> you didn't know you have a radio voice but you have a radio voice Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the right profession in meditation <laughs> and mindfulness. That makes sense. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going? Absolutely. So um, again, my name is Molly Woodhall. I'm the founder of a corporate wellness company that I developed in 2017. We provide mindfulness, meditation, and movement to people and corporations across the world. Our goal is realistic self-care. So um, we want to support you to be a healthier, happier human, to show up fully at work, communicate effectively, um, perform productively, while also feeling less stressed. Oh, the dream. And I could listen to your voice. For, even as you were talking, <laughs> I could feel my eyes just, just drift. Okay. So uh, first question that I ask everybody is, hey, Molly, are you, do you consider yourself to be an introvert? Mm, no, I'm an extrovert for sure, but I'm often around introverts, so I'm familiar with them. Okay. So then the follow-up question is, what does extroversion mean to you? Well, I, I absolutely recharge when I'm around people now, and that's what an extrovert is to me, a person whose energy um, comes from being around others, from feeling the energy of others. Um, that's how I sort of recharge. I will say as I get older, the time I need for myself um, becomes more important. And I think that's a really cool, I think that's a really cool thing for me. Okay. All right. And so we're here to talk about career conversations and we know that you have your wonderful business, but I want to go back a little bit and you have this wellness organization that you've created. What is a misconception about your job or your industry? Sure. Well, I'm a person like everybody else and I have tools to manage my you know, anxiety and um, my frustrations. But just like you, I I experience um, ups and downs in my everyday life. And people say, oh, you're a meditation teacher. You must be so chilled out. And I am like pretty chilled out, but I have my days. And, um, and the other thing that's really interesting is I have to strike this balance of being a meditation teacher, um, talking about mindfulness on the daily, supporting myself in those tools, because in order to be a good teacher, you have to um, walk the walk and talk the talk. But I also have to be a powerful businesswoman in this world because I'm working in corporate settings and I have to prove my value on a daily basis. So um, I think people just sort of think of me as this chilled out teacher, but I'm a lot more than that. Okay, you said a lot of interesting things there. You said you have to prove yourself on a daily basis. Please tell me more. Yes. Well, I think um, 
that's a that's a great um sort of shout out. I would say in my in my career, I want to make sure that all the people that work with me feel and experience value. And working with people in corporate settings, um, it's a bit different in terms of how I sell my experiences than versus just a one-on-one experience. When I teach people one-on-one, it can be energetic and go with the flow. But um, when I work in corporate settings, it's still energetic and goes with the flow, but I have to be able to make sure that the HR manager and the health insurance companies and, and um, the organization as a whole believes that what I do um, is worth the investment. Uh, worth the investment but that is to me I feel that is something that is really subjective absolutely it's very subjective Um, and it's been a really interesting um, it's been really interesting to try and incorporate wellness into different types of corporations because the person I deal with is different each time you know I might work with an HR manager who's like absolutely let's do this I believe in wellness and meditation and mindfulness and self-care and boundaries and burnout, managing that, you know, which are also so, so important. And other people, it takes a bit of time to um, get them on board. Um, And that's just because not everyone is quite as open to mindfulness and meditation at the start, but um, I've had a pretty good success rate on on convincing people or, or flipping their opinions on meditation and mindfulness as we work together. Okay. Thanks. Um, So talking about the differences of how you work one-on-one and working with corporate, can you tell me something that, so something that I'm sure you probably agree with is that mindfulness and everything that goes with that, it should be a habit that you kind of do and gets ingrained into, into what you do. If I'm wrong, please tell me. No, you're, you're doing great. Mindfulness okay. is a way of being. And so can you tell me something else that you do regularly that has improved uh, either your career or your business? Yes. So as I just said, and you just said, mindfulness is a way of being, right? It's a way in which we live our lives um, in the present moment, not thinking about the past or the future, but um, this ability to just focus on the task at hand without getting distracted by all the other things on our to-do list. And that task at hand could be a conversation just as this one or sending an email or um, having your tea in the morning. And um, so I would say my meditation practice is very dynamic because I have a seated practice where I sit on my meditation cushion each morning and I connect with the breath. Um but I also practice a lot of informal meditations. So joyful routines or um something I talk a lot about, this idea of bringing intention to something you do on a daily basis that you enjoy, whether that's making coffee in the morning or walking your dog. How do we incorporate meditation into activities that we already do, um, that we already enjoy? So I would say um, my meditation practice is very broad and dynamic. And um, it's sort of follows me with me wherever follows me everywhere I go kind of thing and how do you feel that's improved your career oh my gosh so um in many ways I talk a lot about micro meditations this idea of taking one breath to one minute of thoughtful conversation uh, or one minute of breath 
um, to one breath uh, throughout the day. So um, before or after a hard conversation, or maybe even during one, it can be really impactful to take a deep breath. In for five, holding at the top and out for five. So this is just an example of how my awareness of my breath can help me manage um, how I'm feeling and how I react um, in a moment maybe of hardship or a tough conversation or somewhere where I feel anxious. Um, Our breath can really help regulate the nervous system. So those micro meditations have been a really powerful tool for me and for many of my clients. So I would say there throughout the day, I can help sort of manage my nervous system. Beyond that, I think, you know, meditation helps me sleep better. Um, It helps me notice where my mind is wandering so that I can observe that and either choose to write it down, write the thought down or let it go. Um, It really could go on and on, but there are many reasons why meditation is helpful. Okay. And so meditation is something that you say yes to uh, in your life. Can you give me an example of something that you say no to? Hmm. Well, okay. So I used to go, go, go way too much. Like I was not listening to my body and um, body, heart, or mind. I was just kind of going quickly and doing as much as I possibly could. And I think this is something many people sort of get wrapped up in, in our, in our current society. It's like, do more, be more, go, go, go. And, um, we have to move in towards ourselves and remember that we have everything we need. So I have to say no to overdoing it. Sometimes I have to say no to going to a party with friends. Sometimes I have to say no to going out to dinner so that, um, or whatever it might be no to a client that, um, doesn't feel in alignment with me. So I think standing up for my value and um, really listening to what I need um, leads me to say no sometimes. When did you first start saying no? Because you mentioned that you used to be go, 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 go. So what was the light bulb moment that made you go? In high school, I ended up getting really bad um, case of Lyme's disease. And it was really intense. And I I was on medication from sophomore year in high school through sophomore year in college. And that was a pivotal time in my life where I started to really understand the importance of self-care. Like self-care is a hip word, but it's, it's very important too. Like, it's not just a buzzword. That's cool. Like spending time and caring for yourself is foundationally important to living a healthy, happy life. And, um, So when I was moving through Lyme's disease in high school and in college, I started to realize I had to say no when my body felt too tired to do something or when I just needed to rest. Um, And that was a powerful lesson, although not really the most fun way to learn the lesson. It it was important for me. And so just quickly, can you let the listeners know what Lyme's disease is? Yeah. So Lyme's disease is uh, like an autoimmune disorder that you um, can get from being bitten by a tick. Um, You can also get it these days from um, different mosquitoes, but essentially it attacks your body in so many different ways. It shows up differently for everyone. It's a very mysterious disease that we're still trying to learn more about. But for me, it attacked my joints. 
Um, and because it's an autoimmune issue, your body tends to, um, not have a lot of energy to fight up other colds and such. So I had a lot of inflammation in my joints and it rendered me like almost paralyzed for a few days at a time. And then my body would like release the inflammation and I'd be able to, um, walk or, you know, I couldn't even move my pinky. Like that was how sort of, I wasn't technically paralyzed, but it was very hard to move. Um, and then I ended up getting strep in my lymph system because my body didn't, couldn't, um, really fight off strep. And then I ended up getting Epstein-Barr or mono. And so I had all these, um, really tough, uh, sort of issues all happening at one time, which made Lyme harder, but, um, it was really intense. It, it attacked my thyroid, which manages your hormones and your energy levels and the ability to even keep your body warm. And so now I have a hypothyroid, which means my thyroid doesn't work um, as efficiently as a healthy one. So I, I have to supplement that with medications and herbal remedies and such. So it really changed my body forever. That is a good reason to change your life. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. thrust upon you. You did not pick it, but totally. now you have um, figured out ways to li live with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes dormant in your body. So I learned how, so I, I had to take medications, both um, herbal supplements and um, antibiotics, and then really food and the way I moved my body helped the healing process. And, and so did meditation. And I, I really felt the importance of like the power of the mind, like our, our mind is so powerful and it changes the way we move through the world. And so understanding how our mind works and observing where it goes and, um, even meditations that are focused on loving kindness and growing internal fortitude, strength, and wellness, um, literally physically affect the body. Like there was this really interesting study on people who were in hospitals who were chronically sick. Um, and those who meditated on visualizing their health, wellness, their, um, their healing ended up um, having more white blood cells in their body and their systems, and they ended up healing more quickly. So this meditation process was a big part of, of my healing. And that makes me think of, there are quite a few introverts out there who spend a lot of their time trying to be extroverts because yeah. of what society or company culture or families or insert word here, um, mm tell them is the right way the best way the better way to to be and how it can show up for a lot of people have you had any experiences with um this is an off-the-cuff question with, yeah. <laughs> with um people feeling the need to do or be something that they're not and how it's affected them oh absolutely I think many of us whether we are introverts or extroverts have that issue you know of at some point in our lives maybe trying to show up in a way that doesn't feel totally authentic to ourselves because we think other people want that. The reality is, is the best 
the best person we can be is, is our true selves. And um, I think that takes conversations like this and connecting with someone who, who you feel comfortable with and experience how experiencing how it feels to move through the world in a way that's not authentic to you. Um, and meditation and mindfulness and movement, everything that Woodhull Wellness focuses on, um, provides all of us in different ways, opportunities to reflect on what feels good for us. Um, and so, you know, I think, yeah, I work with people all the time who are, who are introverts and I learn so much from them. And in fact, it's, I think we all need each other. The extroverts need the introverts, the introverts need the extroverts. Um, and for me, uh, being around uh, extra or introverts in my life has helped me remember that I need to create space for listening and has reminded me that um, when we're quiet, we allow people to show up in ways that they might not have if um, the extrovert was always talking. Um, I think that people often actually rise to the level that like the people rise when you allow them to. And so, uh, I think just, I've learned a lot from, from introverts and I'm grateful for them. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure the two. and, um, thank you. Uh, I appreciate everything that you've said. And, um, again, I can listen to your voice forever. However, I have one final question that's not true. Second to last question for you. Sure. And the question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh my God. Oh my God. I've never thought of that. Um, I, I, I want to say technically yes, but I don't consider it a sandwich. Because. I consider it its own thing. Simply energetically. It just thought I envision a sandwich not in a bun with a hot dog. I don't know why. I wouldn't consider a, a hamburger or a sandwich. It's its own, it's its own category. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, people are like, but but does, does the hoagie count? Does the subway count? Is it too I just of the don't want to I don't want to consider um a hot dog, a sandwich. So I'm just not <laughs> like, like, I just want to be close minded about this. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, that always people are like, why? I don't, ugh. um, where the rules for this? So it's a very good question. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, it's a really good question for a bunch of engineers. Like if you oh, sit in a classroom with engineers and they're just like, yeah. yeah. The question tells a lot about the person because I'm like, oh, it's energetic. I don't know. And some people are like, but structurally integrity, like it needs this, this. Yeah, it's it. right. Yeah. So uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I did say that was the second to last question. So the last question is, where can people find you on the oh, interwebs? Right. An important question. So you can find me at woodhallwellness.com. Really anything Woodhall Wellness. I've got an Instagram, Woodhall Wellness. I've got a LinkedIn, Woodhall Wellness. Um, you could go to my website, woodhallwellness.com. I have, um, you can contact me on there if you have any questions or you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or if you're um, 
interested in bringing wellness to your company, I'm always here to talk about it. Um, I typically connect with people in HR, employee wellness, um, people in culture, but honestly, whoever you are, if you're interested in bringing mindfulness and meditation to your corporation, just shoot me an email from my website and, and we'll get to the right person. Yeah. All right. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you taking the time today and uh, let's say goodbye. Is there any last things that you would like to let our audience know about? I just want to say thank you, Janice, for having me. And um, it's been really wonderful to chat. And these have been great questions. And um, I look forward to staying in touch.